Hello, this is David Wilcoxon, and this is part one of two videos that will focus on who the people and the prince are in Daniel 9, 25 to 26. And it's really important to understand who the people and the prince are so that when we come to Daniel 9, 27, we understand who the he is. Watching the introduction, timeline, and Daniel 9.24 explanation videos is important as they set up the narrative and provide the proper context. When studying prophecy fulfillment, we must be guided by a few principles. The word exegesis means to lead out of. That means the interpreter is led to his conclusions by following the text. When we apply the context and definitions of the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy, we see the historical fulfillment of the 70th week after the 69th week, as it points to Messiah the Prince confirming the everlasting covenant previously referred to in Daniel 9.4. The opposite approach to scripture is eisegesis, which interprets a passage based on a subjective, non-analytical reading. The word eisegesis means to lead into, which means the interpreter injects their views into the text, making it mean whatever they want. When people interject their belief that Daniel 9.27 points to an end-times Antichrist making an Israel peace agreement, then the explanation of the prophecy is perverted with wrong definitions of the keywords and by inserting a 2,000-year time gap. A primary rule in studying Bible prophecy is that context interprets scripture. The introduction to the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 prophecy video shows that Daniel was praying about what would happen to the house of Judah, who was due to be released from captivity in Babylon. He was not praying about the end times or the Antichrist, so that narrative is outside the prophecy's context. Another primary rule when studying Bible prophecy is that scripture interprets scripture. The surrounding verses and chapter of Daniel 9 provide the immediate context. When people teach about the 70th week of Daniel 9, they tend to only focus on Daniel 9 verses 24 to 27 as those verses outline the 70-week prophecy. But to understand the context of the prophecy, we need to read the whole chapter. When we do that, we see that Daniel defines the terms used in the vision. The first verse of the 70 weeks of Daniel 9 vision is in Daniel 9.24, which declares, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Let's start with the word people. I pray that you will put aside your preconceived ideas and just look at what the text is declaring. There's no need to speculate who the people are, as Daniel is praying about what will happen to his people, the Jews, when they are released from captivity. Daniel repeatedly refers to the people, the Jews. Daniel 9 says, Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. Daniel 9.15 says, And now, O Lord our God, thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and hast gotten thee renowned, as at this day. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. Daniel 9.16 says, O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sins and for the iniquity of our fathers. Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Daniel 9.19 says, O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken and do, defer not for thine own sake, 
O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. Daniel 9.20 says, And while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. And then Daniel 9.24 says, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. So when we get to Daniel 9.26, we understand that the people of the prince are still the Jews. And it says, And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The Jews are the people of Messiah the prince, for he is of the tribe of Judah. Any other definition is contrary to the one that Daniel repeatedly gives us, and it obscures the explanation. And this was eye-opening for me. I realized that it was the Romans who destroyed the city and temple. But Daniel focuses on how the Jews' abominations led to the punishment of the city and temple being destroyed. Two verses earlier, in Daniel 9.24, he declares that the people are the Jews, so it makes no sense to proclaim that the people in Daniel 9.26 are another group, such as the Romans. And I'll cover how the people, the Jews, destroy the city and sanctuary in the second video, but first, let's look at the word prince in Daniel 9.26. Again, there's no need to speculate who it is, as Daniel tells us in the previous verse that it's Messiah the prince. Watch the timeline videos for more information, but Daniel 9.25 and 26 tell us that Messiah shall come after the 69 weeks are complete. So he is the prince that shall come in the 70th week to confirm the everlasting covenant to atone for our sins. Daniel 9.25 points to Messiah the prince who comes after 69 weeks are fulfilled. So when we see the words Messiah and prince in the next verse, the logical conclusion is that it's still pointing to the same person. Occam's razor is a problem-solving principle that states that the simplest explanation is preferable to a more complex one. In other words, don't make the explanation complex by inserting another option outside of the passage's context. Take the obvious explanation unless proven otherwise. People object that the word prince in Daniel 9.26 is not capitalized, so it points to someone else who is not divine. But that was the translator's decision, as there are no capital letters in Hebrew, so it's not a proof of anything. The word prince in Daniel 9.25 and 26 is nagid, the same word, which points to a commander, a captain, a chief, a leader, a noble, a prince, a ruler. Does that not describe Messiah? 1 Kings 1, 34-35 uses the same word, and it describes the anointing of the king to rule over Israel. 1 Chronicles 11, 2-3 describes David being anointed as the king, the ruler over the Israelite nation. 1 Chronicles 29, 22 describes Solomon being anointed as the chief governor of the Israelite nation. So regarding the word prince in Daniel 9, 25 and 26, Messiah is the king of Israel who was anointed at the start of his ministry. Why would we assign it to someone else when the word, Nagid, points to a religious leader and is tied to Messiah in the previous verse? Scripture confirms scripture. These passages point to his atonement for our sins. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Acts 3, 14-15, Peter said to the Jews at Jerusalem, But ye denied the Holy One, and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted to you, and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. In Acts 5, 30-31, Peter also said, The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. 
Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. When we use the definitions that Daniel gives us, that the people are the Jews and the prince is Messiah, we see that the he in Daniel 9.27 is still Messiah the prince, who confirmed the everlasting covenant that was previously referred to in Daniel 9.4. This occurred in the middle of the seven years of the 70th week, as Messiah's one-time atonement for sin ended the need for temple sacrifices. This was validated when the Heavenly Father tore the temple curtain in two. Because the prince in Daniel 9.25 and 26 is Messiah, the three he pronouns in Daniel 9.27 are still Messiah. So we have one person, Messiah the prince. This gives us a consistent narrative in verses 25 to 27. The major event of the 70th week of Daniel is the appearance of Messiah the prince who confirmed, ratified the everlasting covenant with his blood as the Passover lamb, which ended the need for temple sacrifices. Inserting someone else into the narrative is not congruent with the text or the fulfillment of the prophecy. It doesn't make sense that the prince is Messiah in verse 25, and then it's Titus or the Antichrist in the next verse. Daniel gives us the definition of the keywords in the prophecy. Applying them lets us see the congruent narrative and the fulfillment as the 70th week took place after the 69th week. Let me insert those definitions into the narrative of Daniel 9, 26-27 to show the fulfillment. Daniel 9, 26 says, And after three score and two weeks, meaning after 69 weeks, in the 70th week, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself, not for his sins, but for the Jews and for ours. And the people of the prince that shall come, the Jews, shall destroy the city and sanctuary. The people, the Jews, caused this because it was punishment for delivering Messiah up to be killed. And the end thereof shall be with the flood. And unto the end of the war, the end of the Jewish-Roman war of 66 to 70 AD, desolations are determined. The Jewish nation was desolated in 70 AD because judgment was determined against them. Daniel 9.27 says, And he, Messiah the Prince, shall confirm the covenant, the everlasting covenant that was referred to in Daniel 9.4, with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, in the middle of the seven years of the 70th week, he, Messiah the Prince, shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease, meaning his one-time sacrifice ended the need for temple animal sacrifices. And for the overspreading of abominations, the Jews continued making animal sacrifices, which were an abomination after Messiah died for their sins. He, Messiah the Prince, shall make it desolate. Messiah caused the Roman army to desolate Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation. Even into the consummation, the Jewish nation was effectively destroyed, ended, consumed, and that determined shall be poured out upon the desolate. The connection of Daniel 9.26 is that Messiah was cut off and crucified in the 70th week because the people, the Jews, delivered an innocent man up to be killed, choosing a murderer instead. That's an abomination. The punishment is that their city and temple were destroyed in 70 AD. So the Jews caused the city and temple to be destroyed. The connection of Daniel 9.27 is, Messiah confirmed the everlasting covenant as the Passover spotless lamb to atone for the Jews' sins. For those who rejected him and continued to make animal sacrifices, which were an abomination, desolations were determined upon them. The Jewish leader's wicked sin occurred in the 70th week, and the punishment came within a generation. When we apply Daniel's definitions, it's plain to see that the primary subject of Daniel 9.25-27 is Messiah the Prince. 
So when we take Daniel's definitions, we can see the congruent narrative of the 70 weeks of Daniel, that it's about the Jews in Jerusalem and Messiah the Prince. That's it. It's not about the end times or the Antichrist in any way. The enemy has perverted the passage to mislead the end time saints so that they don't understand prophecy fulfillment or know who the Antichrist is. And the futuristic deception hides one of the key proofs of Messiah's deity, as it was foretold exactly when he would appear to carry out his ministry and die for our sins. If one says that the people in Daniel 9.26 is the Romans who destroyed the temple and city, then the prince in Daniel 9.26 has to be Titus. So when you get to verse 27, the pronoun he has to point back to the last proper noun, Titus. But Titus did not confirm a covenant with the Jews. Instead, he crushed their rebellion and desolated their city, their temple, and their nation. The he in Daniel 9.27 cannot be the Antichrist because the pronoun he doesn't point to the Antichrist in the previous verse. Some say that the Antichrist will be a Roman leader like Titus, but they're stretching the narrative to fit their false, futuristic view of Revelation. I proved that narrative wrong in the Revelation Timeline Decoded video series. Now that we see that the people are the Jews and the prince is Messiah, let's see how the narrative of Daniel 9, 25-27 uses a chiastic structure to give two interrelated narratives. When you read Daniel 9, 25-27, the prophecy seems disorganized until you understand that it has an elegant structure that effectively hides the message from those who don't have eyes to see. The first storyline will be in red, and it shows the narrative of the people, the Jews, and their city, Jerusalem. It points to the determined judgment against them for their abominations. The second storyline in purple shows the narrative of Messiah the Prince, who appears in the 70th week to confirm the everlasting covenant in the middle of the seven years. So the indentations will show the chiastic structure of this passage, which points to a highlight of the prophecy. Daniel 9.24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people, the Jews, and upon thy city. Daniel 9.25, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, until Messiah the Prince, shall be seven weeks, and three score and two weeks, or 69 weeks, meaning he'll show up in the 70th week, the street that shall be built again in the wall, even in troublous times. So Daniel 9.25 is pointing to the city being rebuilt. It's pointing to Messiah appearing in the 70th week. Then it's pointing back to the city, which will be rebuilt in troublous times. The first part of Daniel 9.26 focuses on Messiah, so it alternates back and forth. Daniel 9.26, and after three score and two weeks, meaning in the 70th week, shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. The chaotic structure points to this one part as it was the highlight of human history, when Messiah died for the sins of the Jews and for our sins. Then it switches back to the Jews in the city. And the people, the Jews, of the prince, Messiah, that shall come, shall destroy the city and sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Then Daniel 9.27, first part, focuses on Messiah. says, And he, Messiah, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst, the middle of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. Then it switches back to the Jews in the city. And for the overspreading of abominations of the people, the Jews, he, Messiah, shall make it, the city, the temple, and the Jewish nation, desolate, even into the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So in that chaotic structure, we see a harmonious narrative. He, in Daniel 9.27, is Messiah the Prince. The people, the Jews, caused the city and temple to be destroyed. We see the direct connection to Messiah ending the need for temple sacrifices and the Jews continuing to make them in the temple, repeatedly denying his one-time sacrifice, which was an abomination. Because of their abominations, their nation was made desolate, even until the effectual end of it, the consummation of it. 
I pray that you can see the two narratives of this prophecy. Can you now see that it's all about the Jews, Jerusalem, and Messiah the Prince? It's not about the end times, and it's not about the Antichrist. I pray this has helped you put away the false teachings the enemy created to pervert the fulfillment of prophecy and deceive the end time saints. In the next video, I'll finish the explanation of the people and the prince. If this video helps you, please click on the thumbs up, make a comment, and share it with others. You can print out PDF summaries, request a free PDF copy of the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book, or get a printed copy at www.70thweekofdaniel.com. That's all for today. I love y'all. Shalom.